Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Bez Hashem, Feedbacks and Insights, Shear number 56. In every person's heart, um, there is a um, space, an area there, that's Malay Hakaras Hataif. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because Hashem is good and wants to bestow good upon His creations, so the Mela automatically, by nature, every created being, especially every human being, has within themselves a part of their heart that's filled with Hakaras Atayv, filled with gratitude to Hashem, to His Creator, for all the kindness and for all the goodness that Hashem bestows upon him and her. That he uh, that he gives to them, it's a natural thing. And um, in one of these um, books, um, they use an analogy called an appreciation room in the heart, and that's what we're going to use for this particular shear. We're going to call that place in the heart that's male hakarasatay, that's full of gratitude as the appreciation room that's within the heart. And that is where your thoughts and emotions go when you encounter positive things in life, encouraging thing, or encouraging things in life. And very often you go there, so to speak, to express your hakaras to express your gratitude to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem, for all the kindnesses that He does for you. And what Hashem wants, He wants you to use that ability, that natural feeling, that natural ability that's dormant in you sometimes, to express that hakaras that gratitude, that appreciation towards your spouse as well, towards your husband, towards your wife. And when you encounter positive thoughts about your spouse, encouraging words and things that your spouse did, you visit that special place in your heart, which we're going to call today an appreciation room, where you mock where you show that and you feel that expression of gratitude towards your husband, towards your wife, and you express it. So the way this muscle works, which is really not a muscle, it's actually very, very real, that in this appreciation room, on the walls, all over, is written kind words, kind phrases, describing the good midais, the good attributes of your husband, of your wife. This may include characteristics like being honest, he or she is honest, intelligent, hardworking, a wonderful cook, um, beautiful, and so on. And these are things that you discovered about your husband or about your wife that are embedded in your memory and in your feelings. And when you think about these things, his bindiness, when you really think about these things, then your appreciation for your spouse begins to increase and you spend more time thinking about it, meditating on those positive mylas, on those true positive qualities that your husband or wife has, 
And the more you do that, the more grateful you actually feel towards your husband and towards your wife. And that's very, very uh, big yesite. Now, what happens a lot is, what we're going to call again, that mokayim of in the heart that feels that gratitude, that appreciation room, so to speak. Usually, people visit that room pertaining to their spouse in the initial stages of their marriage, early on, in most marriages, early on. And there, when you're at that point in time, you summarize all the things you liked about your loved one, how you respected them, and how you know everything that they did was true, was honorable, was good. And you spend a lot of time in that room uh, while dating, while getting engaged, perhaps a little bit into marriage too, perhaps from time to time later on. But what happens is as time goes along, you really begin to realize that um, you find yourself that you don't visit that special room anymore as much or as often as you once did. And in this muscle, which I like very much, which I saw, it's because there's another room that's not too far from that room. The opposite of an appreciation room, uh, which um, this particular person calls a depreciation room. Um, now the thing is like this. This Mokam of Akar or as they call it, this appreciation room, it's there. It's there all the time. It didn't disappear. It's just that you neglect that room. You don't visit it anymore. But it's very well there. But instead, you go into a darker place, which we're going to call a depreciation room. And over there, in the, on those walls and in that room, you have pictures and images and words of things that bother you the most about your husband or wife, that irritate you the most about your husband and wife, you throw in over there all your feelings, all your negative opinions and feelings and frustrations and hurt feelings and disappointments of the fact that you had expectations that were blown away. And all through this room and on the, in this room, where unfortunately now you're spending most of your time in, is lined with all the weaknesses of your husband, all the failures of your wife, all their bad habits, all their hurtful words, all their poor decisions in big, big letters covering the walls, wall to wall. And you stay in that room, and you stay in that room, and you start getting depressed, and you start getting angry. My wife is so selfish. My husband is such an idiot. And, and, um, and, and, and I married the wrong person. And very hateful things are written in this room. And you rehearse your next argument, what are you going to say? And you have that emotional um, baggage of injuries that are festering and the scathing remarks that you're planning to say and the ammunition that you're using uh, to fight with each other, to increase the bitterness that you have for one another that spreads like a disease. And you fall out of love over there, opposite of that appreciation room where is where you fell in love. And the truth is, 
as this author puts it, again, we're using such an analogy, which is pretty, pretty spot on, is that when you spend time in that room, in the, that depreciation room, that kills a marriage. That's where divorces are plotted. That's where plans are made to hurt one another. That's where you learn in your heart to devalue your spouse. And the moment you walk into the door of that room, the care that you have, the natural care that you would have for your husband and wife gets smaller and smaller every day. And what's sad is, is you rationalize because you say to yourself, wait a minute, you know, those things are true. Those things are true. I'm in that room because of the room, what you're going to say, quote unquote, is the room of MS. But the truth is, is so are the things in the appreci- appreciation room that you haven't visited for a long, long, long time. Those things, those things are at least equally true and even more true, but one fails to visit that room because the truth is, is this is the way it is in human nature. Everyone has failures. Everyone has areas that need growth. Everyone has unresolved issues. Everyone has their own hurts. Everyone has personal baggage. That's what a bus of a dumb is. We're human. That's why we have every year a Yamim Elul and a Yamim Neiroim and a Rosh Hashanah and a Yom Kippur where Hashem says, I know you strayed. I know you went the wrong way. I know you have your negative habits, but you could pull out of it. You could do tshuva. Not just in that period of time, by the way, but all year round you have that opportunity. So what, what happens is, is very often, though we know we all sin, though we know there's no person who does not sin, and we know that we have a lot to work on ourselves, but generally speaking, unfortunately, we have that tendency to downplay our own negative attitudes of the way we behaved towards our husband or wife. And while we put our spouse's failures under a magnifying glass and we blow it up and we exaggerate it and we make it bigger than it actually is, or at the very least more emphasized, a lot more emphasized than one's own issues and one's own problems. And so in other words, it's like this. If you really have a hava and you're really an Ovid Hashem and you're really full of love and you want to be full of love, you're aware that there is that room, that negative room, that depreciation room. You're not living in denial. You're not saying that room doesn't exist. There are chesrindas. We are human beings. But when you choose the path of Ahava, when you choose the path of love, when you choose the path of forgiveness, when you choose the path of elevating yourself and being the best human being that you can be, you make a decision that you don't want to live there. You don't want to live in the depreciation room. You don't want to run to that room anymore. You don't want to linger there for every single frustrating event that happened in your marriage. Because that only has no purpose to it. It drains the joy out of your marriage. Instead, what you do is you choose now to go back to that appreciation room, to go back to that Nakuda of Akaras Atayv, of gratitude, to go back to find the Nakudas Taivas, the good points that are in your husband and in your wife. 
to try to right now going forward to start looking at the best in your husband and in your wife. To be done lekavzchus. To give the benefit of doubt towards your husband and towards your wife. Not to make negative assumptions. Even if you see a behavior you don't like, don't make a negative assumption. Say maybe there's something else there where you can give a benefit of the doubt and it's something to be worked on. And what love does, the real true Ahava, makes every effort to deal with any negative experience and try to be as constructive and helpful as possible and then move forward. So it's not that that other room does not exist, but I'm not visiting there, or very rarely visiting there, or only looking at the outside of that room or maybe the inside of that room just to see what I can do, what nakudas I need to be aware of to try to work towards moving permanently into the appreciation room. And I and that's where your most of your time is to be spent in. That's where your heart is mostly to be at. And to settle there. In that place in your heart where there is love, where there is appreciation, where there is acceptance. And make that your home. Make that the place where you're going to live. And make decisions to meditate on the positives. The positives that are there are there either latently hidden or are there more revealed but you just till now overlooked and you will see as you study that many many wonderful characteristics many many wonderful midas that you could write across these walls of these rooms to see that your husband to see that your wife is a living breathing endless book to be read a full of Midais Taivais, wonderful Midais, that they have a soul, that they have a Chelek Elikami Mal Mamash, that Hashem took their Neshama and brought it down into this world. And there's dreams there that are not yet realized, but could be actualized. There are hopes there that could be uh, brought to fruition, but right now is still hidden, but could be brought out and will be brought out if you make the decision to help bring it out. There are many talents that it could be discovered, many abilities that could be discovered in your husband and your wife, like hidden treasures that were never touched upon, that were never tapped upon. And the, the choice is, is to explore it and start, and it starts with that decision. Ezer Kenegdoi, many pshatim. Yes, there is a kenegdai in Pashapshat. Kenegdai means that there is a certain friction there or a mirror that points to you and says, you know, you you know, whatever you see there is something you need to work on. But it's an azer, it's a help, kenegdai. And zacha, azer loy zacha kenegdai, or like the Nitziv says, zacha kenegdai, that even the kenegdai, the things that seem Unpleasant is really an azer too. Or kenegdai, not pashapshat, is like lenegdi samid, opposite me, but near me, or in front of me. Shivisi Hashem lenegdi samid, kenegdi. Kenegdi means right there, opposite me, looking at me, being with me, helping me. 
And that is what we need to do. We need to develop the idea to rein in our negative thoughts and focus more on the positive milas, positive midas of your husband, of your wife. And that will lead you to love your spouse in a real way. It's a decision you make. And then when you make the decision, the feeling follows. And it makes no difference right now whether you feel they deserve that showering of love or not right now. You write down every day positive things about your spouse. And you learn to appreciate them and to thank Hashem for it and to see what things you see positive that may not even be on the surface, but you notice that it's there and try to figure out ways how to bring it out in a beautiful way. And if you feel the need to write a list also on a second sheet of paper of the things that are negative which really belongs in that other room, the depreciation room. What you do is, if you're on that level, and you try to be on that level, is try to find ways to alleviate that, bahava, and to deal with it directly, and see how could I do this in a nice way? How could I bring it about in a, in a, in a, in a way where we could communicate about it and try to help your husband or wife with that particular mida, and see how what we can do to make things better. So that is a very very important nakuda as well. This is part of the bria of what Hashem wants. The reason why, especially within our nation which we said many times, that there's a connection between you and Hashem, and there's a connection between you and your fellow man, which includes you and your wife, you and your husband. Because it's truly the same thing. You cannot really develop true hakaras hataif, true gratitude to our Creator, unless you develop that true hakaras hataif, towards your own husband or your own wife and find ways to love them. And don't say, oh, you know, God is perfect, my spouse isn't, so it's not the same. But in essence, it really is the same mitzad the neshama ha mitzad the soul that Hashem puts in them, vayipach ba'apav nishmas chayim. And that is what you focus on. And that is what you cause to grow. And that is what is developed and becomes developed. Vidovak be ishtoi, fascinating. I saw this today. It says you should connect to your wife. Ishtoi. The Russia Tevis of Ishtoi, of your wife, is Adoinoi Sefosai Tiftoch Ufi, which is the beginning of what we say in Shmaina Esrei, Hashem. My 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 uh, lips should be open, and my mouth. And then the pasuk ends off should speak your praises. That is what it is. connect with that. 
And that blows both ways. That as an ishtoi, as the wife of your husband, be that of Hashem sefasai tiftach ofi yagid tehilasecha. That just like I speak your praises, I speak you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's praises, and thank Hashem, and pay, pray to Hashem, and connect with Hashem, Vidavak Ishtoi. He wants you to find those Nakudais Taivais as well in your own wife, in your own husband, and connect with that too. That is so important. And both men, both women, both husband, both wife have this ability. To be either vidavak beishtoi, to connect with the adoynoi sefosai tiftach, ufi yagiti lasecha, the rashatevis of ishtoi, Hashem sefosai tiftach ufi, or be that ishtoi and do that and connect with praise, with looking at nikudes taivais, with growing in akaras ataiv. And for the wives, there's an interesting medrash that seems cynical, but it really isn't. It's brought down in the medrash that Hashem was thinking about uh, 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 um, creating the woman from the mouth, but then she'll talk too much. To create him from the hands, but then they'll feel too much, you know, with their hands or to, with their legs, but they'll be walking all over the place. So Hashem created them from the rib, which is the deep part of the of the person, that Mokam Tsenua. From her very creation, she's told, be a Tsenua, be a modest, be modest, be modest. But the Medrash says, look what happened. Despite that fact, look what happened. Um, she shouldn't be with her eyes, jealous with her eyes. It says, Vatakane Racha Bakhoisa, Racha was jealous. Uh, yeah, we're trying to avoid being created from the from the hands. What happens? Vayimashish. Uh, you know, she 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 grabbed with her hands and stole the the idols of her father Lavan, and with Leia Vatetze Leia her leg she went out and so on and so forth. But I saw a beautiful shot here. This is not so. The question is, so what is Hashem saying here? What is the Medrash trying to say? It didn't work. I tried to create her at Tzenua and she was the opposite. No, that's not what the Medrash is saying. What the Medrash is saying is as follows. That because I created the woman from the rib, from the Mokim Tzenua, she is a Tzenua. And when there is need to use those external limbs, that rib, that Mokim Tzenua, gives you the ability to use them in the right way. Now think about it. The eyes that looked to be jealous. But here, Vatikane Rochel Ba'chaisa, Rochel was jealous of her sister in her Maisim Toivin to be better. He, she loved her sister. She used that eye, that, that jealousy to increase in her Avedis Hashem. Or even with her hands when she grabbed those idols. It was for the purpose of to help her father to remove the Avedis Zorah from him. Or by Leah when she used her legs to go outward towards Yaakov in the field. To which the result was Yisachar was born was also L'shem Shemayim to be Marbish Shvatim. So she used those innate qualities of Tznias 
that was there all the time, so that even when those outer limbs are used for purposes that need to be used, when she has to go out, when she has to look and see, when she has to use her hands, she does it all the right way. Meaning the, the Makar is pure. And that's the way every Isha needs to look at herself. Every woman needs to look at herself. She's in essence pure. And she is a Tsenua. And anything external is in context with that Tsenius and with that inner feeling. So that even when you, they go out, when they need to, and they do sometimes, they always do it with a certain specialness that the Tsenius is always present. And the men need to be this in their wives, to see that goodness. And on the other end also, the, 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 the wives need to see the good in their husbands. And that is the lesson of today. And again, we said, like we said in the previous shiurim, it is better if each spouse does this, they do it together. Decide to go walk together in that appreciation room and remove themselves as far as they can from the depreciation room. And to stay there and to write loving and encouraging words and meditate on the goodness and to be full of a karasatai with one another. But like we said from all the way to the beginning, that even if it's a one-way street, and this is one of the biggest concepts that we said, which is so, so important, even if right now it is a one-way street, it is well, well worth it. Because number one, the one-way street usually ultimately becomes a two-way street, down the road. Hopefully sooner than later, but ultimately it'll come if you do it right. And even if, chas v'shalom, that very far chance that that does not happen or does not happen to the degree that you want or in the time frame that you want, you yourself develop into being a calmer person, a happier person, a person closer to Hashem, a person that has more menuchas nefesh and more yishav adas, that you would be able to cope with those, uh, with life in general better in a very, very positive way. May Hashem help that these tools should help to be utilized and helped so that every couple should ultimately be together in that place of the heart that's Malay Hakara Satoiv, in that place of the heart, the appreciation room, the place where you see the good in each other and let that increase and grow. And there's no end to how great that can increase and can grow and may Hashem help all of you to be zeichet to that the car of mamash have a wonderful day